You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's preacher is Pastor Brian Flammy. Jesus said, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints of Hope Lutheran Church, slavery and freedom, subjugation and sonship. You think you know what these words mean when Jesus talks about them, but I'm not so sure. Even if all we have in our minds is the image of a man bound or unbound by chains, such an image is only a shadow, a dim reflection of the true slavery and freedom that concerns Jesus, that Jesus wants to talk about. The world, on top of what we may have in our mind, what images we may have in our mind, has added its own take on slavery and freedom. And this is how you are trained to think. Anything that resembles order, or what used to be called decency, this is called oppressive and tyranny. Freedom, you are told, is having the power to be who you are, to live authentically, to have license to indulge in the desires that well up from your heart. The world takes these ideas and these opinions about slavery and freedom, and they apply them to history. They used to call this sort of thing anachronism, but now they call it scholarship. And so the world teaches you, especially this week, that the Reformation was the very first break in a dam of tradition that allowed for the revolutions and the pleasures that we take for granted in the 21st century. That's how, 500 years on, all the experts will try to frame Luther nailing his 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg. It's one man's heroic rebellion, and if he had not done what he had done, then we would be stuck in medieval backwardness. Uh, Our minds would still be dark, Uh, We would be something less than the humans we are today, barely aware of ourselves and the world in which we live. Now, this little bit of historical revisionist interpretation is so far from the reality of what happened. Then when we hear the reality from Luther himself, our modern ears have trouble listening. Our minds have difficulty in grasping it. I think it's even worse when Jesus talks about slavery and freedom. Now, if the world strains and fails to grasp the significance of the Reformation, what hope do we have when it comes to grasping what Jesus is talking about when he says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed? You must not fall into the trap of thinking that Luther and his Lord Jesus are men with ideas that history has made inaccessible or inapproachable, that these are old ideas 
and as old ideas, you can't take them with you into this time, into this day, and this age. There is a truth. It is not relative, nor is it conditioned by time. And this morning, Jesus brings this truth to you. His truth contends against the corruption of the lie that is put forward by this world, that is put forward by the devil himself. When he gives you his word, when Jesus gives you himself, you are set free. And you will know and you will delight in the work of his pastors and his preachers, even men like Luther. Now first, to obtain freedom, you need to know your slavery. Jesus told the Jews who were beginning to believe in him, who started to be swayed by how he was speaking, who were gathered around him in the treasury of the temple in Jerusalem, Jesus said to them, everyone who does sin is a slave to sin. Now this isn't just a general statement of information. Jesus is using this to accuse them. And so the people who are beginning to, to believe Jesus, who are, who are starting to be convinced by what he was saying to them in his sermon that day in the temple, they stumbled and they tripped. They couldn't believe that they had any need of freedom. How dare Jesus say something like that? How dare Jesus say, if you abide in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They shouted back at him, we're not slaves. We are the seed of Abraham. We have descended from Abraham. We are his blood. We know that God chose Abraham, and we are his children. We have never been enslaved to anyone. We know our place, and it is with God. How dare that you say, you will become free. Their, their anger, their reaction to Jesus, their words, it proves Jesus' point. They've always been slaves. And it's madness to say otherwise. Until the Lord sent Moses, for generations their people languished in Egypt, in servitude, in bondage, in violence and oppression, the Assyrians, they came, they wiped out the northern kingdom, they took all the people captive, and you never heard from ten of the twelve tribes ever again. The Babylonians came and did the same to, to Judea and to Jerusalem. And even after they came back, they called themselves slaves. They knew they were slaves. They were being oppressed, as Ezra himself admits and acknowledges before God. And then in this day of Jesus the people were still under the tyranny of Caesar himself. The truth of the fact is they had never known freedom.
But the slavery that they had in the world was but a dim reflection of the true slavery that they had before God. The true slavery that Jesus also wants to teach you about today. They were ensnared by their sin. They were held captive by a lie. Their unbelief in what God said, in what he preached through the mouth of his prophets, was so deep that even their eyes couldn't see their physical bondage, that their minds couldn't keep the memory of being enslaved in Pharaoh's Egypt or under the Babylonians. God has always preached to them and continues to preach to you today that by faith you are saved. Not by your blood lineage. Not by the works that you do. Thinking to yourself that I can somehow make God happy if I try hard enough. That I can somehow please my neighbor and, and somehow be good enough to him, my neighbor, that God will see it and also be pleased with me. The prophets have always preached against this. God has always said that evil comes from the heart of man. But the tyranny of unbelief is so strong that when you show the enslaved man his captivity to sin, even when you show him his own grave and say, see where your slavery is leading you. He says, what of it? I am free. Now the lie varies from age to age. And the lie that people are free in and of themselves without help from God it itself being corruption, it must change to suit our age. There is never any stability in the lie. It's as vain as the wind, and it changes from one moment to the next. Now, most of you are not corrupted by a lie of putting your faith in your blood lineage. And so the devil has gone out to find more fitting lies. You have been taught from the time you were little children in this world and by the world, that you are to trust your heart's desires and your own opinions about God. You are to pursue the things that give you pleasure, even if it means that your, your families are run underfoot, even if it means that you, if you deny God and his word. You have been taught to put your fear, your love, and your trust into the wondrous works of reason and technology as if it could save you from dying. And this is slavery. And in this world, nothing can save you. You can't escape your desires. Nothing that you work out with your hands, nothing that you say with your mouth by your own reason will deliver you. And so like the Jews before us, according to who we are in our flesh and by our mere works. Not only are we not God's children, we are his sworn enemies, enslaved by a lie.
Now, Jesus says, The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Jesus is telling the Jews that you have no place with God, even though you think you are of God's family. But there is one who does have a place. And he is the Son of the Father. He is of the Father. He comes from him. He knows where he has come from. He knows where he is going. And he knows the work to which he will give himself. The Son comes to stand among his enemies. See, the Jews were gathered around Jesus. They were shouting at him. They were becoming angry. They hated him. Yet this man, Jesus, stood before them saying, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Even as today, Jesus stands before you and speaks and says, If I set you free, You are free indeed. I have come from the Father's house. I have come from the courts of heaven. And even a greater mystery than the fact that that God the Father has a Son and a Holy Spirit that proceeds from both Father and Son, and yet is one God, is the still more comforting mystery. The fact that this Son has has come to you. That he desired to be in in and among his enemies, in and around the people who sinned against him, wearing their flesh, being born of a woman just as they all were all born of a woman. And though they hate him, Jesus comes and he, he speaks words of blessing. He says, yes you, are sa- yes, you are slaves. Yes, you are ensnared by unbelief. Yes, you are tempted to do all kinds of wickedness against the Ten Commandments. But see, the Son stands among you, and I am setting you free. Jesus said concerning himself, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight of to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Concerning his son and Lord David prophesied, You, Christ, ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train. your chains of unbelief. The chains that held you in hatred towards God and his word of hating your neighbor, they have been shattered. The cords of death that entangled your bodies and souls have been snapped. The household of death under the devil's lie is broken. The prison of unbelief is undone because see how your Jesus, God's own son and your brother in the flesh, has suffered your abandonment and your hell on his cross. See the justice of God poured out upon his Son, not on you, on his Son as your substitute. 
where once despair and doubt reigned in your hearts? Jesus now preaches into your souls, it is finished. Your guilt is done. Your Father delivered you through my blood and my sufferings. Yes, it is true you were once bound by the devil and his kingdom. You were bound in unbelief. But you are no longer. You are free. Your death is broken. And though I died, see, I live. And with my resurrected life is your hope. The lies of the devil may gain ground in this world from time to time. But as we sang just moments ago, the victory, the victory is ours. Not by nails on a church door in Wittenberg was the church reformed in Luther's time. But it was reformed by Jesus. And the preaching of his blood and his righteousness that contended against the unbelief and the doubt and the despair that had ensnared the people's lives, the people's souls. It's not men that reformed the church. It's Jesus who continues to be with his church and will never leave his church. Concerning the freedom that that Jesus gives to his church, Luther writes this. Therefore, let us learn to place a high value on this freedom of ours. Not the emperor, not an angel from heaven, but Christ, the Son of God, through whom all things were created in heaven and earth, obtained it for us by his death to set us free, not from some physical and temporal slavery, but from the spiritual and eternal slavery of the most cruel and invincible tyrants, the law, sin, death, the devil, etc., and to reconcile us to God the Father. Now that these enemies have been defeated, and now that we have been reconciled to God through the death of His Son, it is certain that we are righteous in the sight of God, and that all our actions are pleasing to Him. And... If there is any sin left in us, this is not imputed to us, but is forgiven for the sake of Christ. And so, dear saints of hope, what do you fear? What do you love? In whom do you trust? The devil desires to answer all of these questions for you by his lies. The devil would enslave your heart. But he can't have you. Jesus tells you, abide in my word. Jesus does not say, abide in Pastor Wolfmuller. Jesus does not say, abide in Pastor Flammy. Jesus does not say, abide in this building. He doesn't say, abide in the budget or the elevator, or anything else that may grab your attention for a while. Instead, Jesus says, Abide in my word, and you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and this truth will free you. 
Dear saints, you have Jesus' word. You have his promise. You have his freedom. The pastors of the church come and go. Luther has come and he has gone into glory. The day is coming soon when I will die, when Pastor Wolfmuller will die, when all the pastors that you have ever known will come and go. And yet, Jesus and his word remains. His preaching and his teaching are here for your souls, and they will not leave you. They will not leave you in captivity. They will not leave you in death. And as long as the voice of Jesus and his word, as long as his scriptures are preached among you, then you are free. And you will remain in the Father's house eternally. To God alone be the glory. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.